I'm Kate All, host of the Empowered Agency Podcast. This is the podcast for service providers, VAs, and agency owners looking to create their ideal agency. Each season is broken down into 10 episodes, 15 minutes or less every Sunday. Let's dive in. This is season five, episode six, being okay with clarity and reorganization. Up until this point, I've shared with you most of what was happening during November and December of 2022, the feelings of disappointment and failure and getting that line of credit. I had some interesting messages about people in the same boat. It was really good to be able to share that story and then also hear from you regarding where you were at with your philosophy behind credit, with this idea of a line of credit, and just the fact that most businesses in the world use lines of credit to operate in their ups and downs. And that's just not something that's talked about in online business because we don't have a lot of overhead. But I was happy to share and so happy that it is encouraging many of you. So after this time, what was also happening was clarity. So my friend Natalie Gingrich of Ops Authority talks about contingency planning. I love it when she shares her process because it makes me think more through mine. But for some reason, when I bump up against really gathering the hard data for contingency planning, I kind of freeze. It's as if I don't really want to see it because I know I'll have to make a decision or maybe I'm just really afraid to see the numbers, right? But the way that Natalie explains it is just simply like a ladder. Other people call it ladder planning, where it's a if this, then that type of process. So December really forced me to pull the data back and make a contingency plan with the hours for my team, the products that we use, like the expenses that we had, it was really tough. But we had to see what we needed to cut in hours matched with income that was coming in. We also needed to leverage our cash flow spreadsheet that we use and work on getting crystal clear with where we were going in 2023. Because as you might recall, In episode three, I was definitely in the burn it all down moment, right? So I was in that moment because I'm prone to guessing or putting my head in the sand because I'm afraid to really see reality. But again, when we pulled back the curtain to really see the data, we knew we needed to cut 70 hours of staff. It wasn't like I was making up that number. It was the reality of the number that was in front of us. And it was a really hard pill to swallow But it also made it get really clear for us on what we wanted and didn't want and how we needed to be transparent during this time. And that is a really important thing for you to note when you are taking a team of people through a rough patch. The more transparent you are, the better, because people want to know what's happening. If you've never looked into transition management, this is something that We've looked at several times as we've gone through multiple transitions in the growth of our company. And essentially what you do is you tell people something, they go down into a ditch, they call it the transition ditch, and they spin out of control a little bit, they become overwhelmed, and then they eventually get buy-in to where you're going and they come out the other side. But you need to know that people go through this process. So the more transparent you can be with people, the more it helps them when they're kind of spinning out because they don't have the full picture of what you have seen this whole time, right? So remember, when I am telling my staff that I need to cut hours, it's really for some of them the first time hearing that things are a little bit rough. 
So that's a note for you is to keep people up to speed when you are in these tough places. So we told our staff that we needed to cut um, all these hours in Q1 with the hope that it was temporary. But as you know, you're listening in Q1 and we still need to gather more data before we make that decision as to if it will be temporary or who knows, right? I think I'm. Uh, we wanted to leave that door open a little bit because we also knew we were going to work really hard during Q1 to really get our heads above water. So that being said, it goes back to your contingency planning. If this, then that. And people were very gracious. I find that once you are transparent with people, they really respect that and they are happy that you are giving them the full picture. We also cut a lot of programs. We discovered our onboarding system which I had built from scratch in the beginning and we had really piecemealed together because at the time there were no programs out there that did everything all at once. There weren't any that integrated with programs. And so I built it putting together FreshBooks and Acuity and also um, DocHub. There's a lot of different things. And we really felt like we couldn't cut back on that because we had so many clients. We had 120 clients at the time and thinking about remo- re- or not removing, but moving recurring invoices. Well, it sounded terrible. In fact, it sounded awful. So we decided not to do it. But since our client base was lower, we decided to cut our current program, which felt clunky and move to Dubsado. Now we are just in the beginning process of that, but we are very clear on our timeline. Six weeks, we cut the other programs. Um, after our six week of in- implementation time is done and we're able to save a significant amount of money. We also cut a lot of programs we didn't need. We asked around for ones that were cheaper and we got really clear on our priorities. Now, one of the things that somebody told me a long time ago was that when you are in a lean season, they use the analogy of peanut butter. So let's say your family's budget is super lean, right? You don't have as much to spend on groceries. Well, you will get every last piece of peanut butter out of that jar. You will use a scraper. You will lick that thing clean if you have to. Well, when you are in a season of more of plenty, as I like to say, or abundance or whatever, you are not as prone to get out the scraper. You're okay with throwing the jar away because you have more. You don't think about it, right? And I think with our businesses, sometimes when we're making more money or we're in a time of plenty, we don't take a hard look at the places where we're spending because we think, well, I need a business expense. I need, you know, it's okay that I'm spending all this money on Zoom or I'm spending all this money on this program because we have it. But we have gotten, like I said, laser focused. We've been quick. We've been agile. We've been determined to really make it work by cutting the things that are more than what we need. And that also means, you know, if you're saving 40 bucks, I know there's this kind of philosophy that like, it's just $40, right? But all of those add up. And I think once we cut a bunch of our programs, we ended up cutting probably like $700 a month, which over a year, that's a lot of money. That's like a part-time, a really part-time staff person. And so we cut that back. 
this clarity has been so refreshing for me. It has helped me get laser focused on my work that complements my team instead of trying to be in all the places to say, if my job is to go out and hustle and get more clients, potentially get sponsors, potentially get partnerships, then I'm going to go do that. And that's where I'm going to spend my time. So here's my suggestion for you. Make your contingency plan, especially if right now things are going pretty good, right? It's you don't want to be in a, I guess, a desperate situation when you're trying to make your contingency plan. It's easier to do it when your head is a little clearer. So it's your if this, then that. If you only have these clients, you have these team members. If you only sell X dollars of a product, you can only support X number of staff people. Clear out your marketing focus on less and step up your game in those areas instead of being spread so thin. So take us some time. I guess I would say it probably takes you a couple hours to do it and just set aside what you're going to do so that you're not hitting that burn it all down moment. That moment where you're like, well, I guess we're just going to have to shut our doors. Nope, that's probably not the case. But what does a company look like that makes Um, let's say you're making $10,000 a month right now. What does it look like when you're making 8,000? What does it look like when you're making 3,000? And some of you who are listening who are making $3,000 a month, you're saying, well, I can get super clear on that because I know what I'm doing right now. But when you scale your business up to 45 or $50,000 a month, it is very hard to reconnect back to your $3,000 a month. There will be lessons that you take from that but your operating is so different at $50,000 a month that it's there's more people, there's more programs, there's more systems that to go back to the 3000 is a really hard switch. And so just be thinking for wherever you're at with your income level, what does that ladder plan look like right now? And you may not have to use it or you may have to use it. Who knows? But regardless, you'll know what your end point is. Like I heard somebody say in one of our recession planning meetings for our entrepreneurs organization, he said that he worked with a client who knew his bottom rung of his ladder was his get out number. That's when it's like, well, it's no longer really worth it to me because I can go and just get a job, right? So also put that in there too, because that is a big deal. And it's really easy to sacrifice yourself and your pay over some people on your team because you love your team. But you have to remember that you own this company and the company needs to pay you an appropriate wage or you do just have a job, right? So that's my encouragement for you today. I would love if after you're done listening, take a moment, share with a friend, hit the little share button. Somebody who is an agency owner, service provider, or a VA that wants to scale, I would absolutely love to have them listen and to be inspired to grow. And if you have a few extra minutes, I would love for you to leave a review as well. One thing I did not mention in the beginning um, that I'm going to be talking about a little bit more is Nikki Roush is a friend of mine that runs Sales Maven Society. And as you know, in the leads and sales class that I did in January, one of the things we talked about was really getting good at your discovery calls and really leaning into those places where you can really sell to people. Nikki is amazing at sales, and she is offering our listeners one month free of her program. She is kind. She listens to people. And I'm pretty sure she could get me to buy snow, even if it was outside my doorstep. But not in like that sleazy way, in a really helpful, I'm going to listen to your objections and help you find the program or the service that's right for you. 
So Nikki's program is definitely worth a shot, especially with the one month free. The link is in the description uh, below in your podcast app. Just scroll down and you will see that there. And make sure you're signed up for our email list, kateall.com slash subscribe. Alrighty. Thanks so much for listening. 